Hey everyone, welcome to the Small Screen Couch Commentary Podcast, where we watch your favorite TV shows, give you our thoughts, and ask for yours. I'm Alex. And I'm Billy. We're excited to watch and rewatch the best TV shows from start to finish and hope you're ready to take the ride along with us. We'll talk about the best characters and their stories, reveal some hidden gems, and look for you to do the same. From sci-fi to comedy, drama to anime, we've got it all covered. So grab your favorite snack and we'll see you on the couch. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Small Screen Couch Commentary Podcast, The Boys Edition. This is our first episode that we're kicking off for things, and um, yeah, I'm excited. Me too. This is something that we've been working on for a little bit, and we uh, both have been involved in podcasting in one way or another for a number of years, but this is our latest project that we're working on, and we're happy to be bringing this to you guys in hopes that you will enjoy some great TV with us. And we're starting off with a banger of a show, which I never watched, yep. but but you've, you're caught up. All caught up. I started watching during uh, COVID, which I, I don't know if that was season one or season two, because I remember I watched a bunch of episodes. Season one came out July of 2019. I want to say I probably started when season two started to premiere. Right. So I probably got caught all caught up on season one right and then stayed live with season two because season two is when they started doing weekly because i was watching it weekly at one point well so yeah um what we're our project here what we're trying to do is we want to get all caught up with everything on the boys obviously i'm going to be watching it for the first time billy's watching it again um but we want to get all caught up before the new season of the boys premieres at some point this year it's season four they haven't given us a release date some people are speculating it'll be summertime or somewhere thereabouts. Um, but yeah, so season one, when it came out, it was your typical streaming uh, release. All the episodes dropped at once, and that was it. But after that, as more of the streaming services started going back to episodic releases, um, I think seasons two and three, they might have released a couple episodes to begin with, and then week to week after that. Yeah. Um, I'll so give yeah, on credit, they do at least two episodes usually for all their episode like shows to start off. To start off, so right? It's like you get a little bit of that binge feel, and you're like, oh no, I gotta wait. But at least yeah. get two episodes of it. Usually, most shows do that for Amazon. I mean, honestly, I- I'm okay with episodic releases. It gives you something to look forward to. It builds up some anticipation. I do like binging a show. Um, if it's something that I'm like mildly into, I'd rather just binge it. Yeah. If it's something that I'm like invested in, I- I'm okay with episodic releases week to week. You know, that's just me. Yeah, if I like it that much, I'm willing to risk watching it week week to week. I'd rather binge, yeah. but if I like it that as much as like the boys, for example, I love this show. So I I definitely when it came out, I would watch it that night that it came out. Right, right. Yeah. So let's get into things. Uh, episode one of season one is called "The Name of the Game." Uh, all the season or all of the episodes for season one premiered again on July 26th. This episode was directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who at that point um, was most notable for 10 Cloverfield Lane. Great movie. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. Uh, written by Eric Kripke. My boy. Uh, and he wrote all of the episodes in season one, I believe. Um, and his notable work is... Another one of your favorite shows might be my favorite show overall. Really, that high? Supernatural. Yeah. Okay, I think, yeah, I would say it might be number one in my heart, just okay. because of how I watched it from day one right. up until the final day, where I shed many tears. Hey, you know, emotions are okay to show. Also, a good show to watch by Eric Kripke 
uh, Revolution. It was on NBC, okay. only for two seasons, got canceled. Shouldn't have been canceled. But it's like all electricity goes out in the world, and what's the world like there? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Another one I missed, but maybe we'll have to cover it at some maybe. point. Um, so one of the things we want to touch on quick is obviously when you're watching a show, you're sitting down on the couch, you're hanging out, you're probably snacking on something. And for me, while watching this first episode, I went with a classic. I went with good old potato chips, kettle cooked potato chips, by the way, not regular. Oh, good old what were you, what were you snacking on? I kind of was in your field. I had some potato chips on the plate. Okay. I had a turkey and cheese sandwich. Hey, I like potato it. chips, and I just had a good old lunch while watching. Did it. you put the chips in the sandwich? I only do that if I'm making a bologna and cheese sandwich. Okay. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Um, so if you don't already know by now, massive, massive spoilers incoming. Um, if you haven't watched the show, uh, go back, watch it, come back and listen. If you have watched the show and maybe haven't watched it in a while, go back, watch it, come back and listen, uh, or, or just stick around, whatever you want. If you're okay with spoilers, just giving you your fair warning right now, boom, spoilers ahead. Um, Here they come. I want to start off with the rating that I gave the show. Talk. Um, and I, I usually try to rate on a 10 scale. Uh, five, I feel, is just too 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 narrow. Too broad. Whoa. Too narrow. I think it's too I think it's too narrow. Well I think you're more you're more accurate with a ten scale. Right. Plus we're doing decimal points, I feel like. I yeah. Did. Oh I <laughs> yeah. If you're not doing decimal points when you're rating, what are you you're doing? an amateur. Yeah. You're an amateur. Yeah. Which um we are. But <laughs> we're doing decimal <laughs> points anyway. True, true. Um but so uh, and and I might catch some some heat for this. Um I want to preface this by saying I liked the show a lot. Um I thought it was great. I definitely want to watch more. I'm excited for what comes next. I only gave it a 7.9. And and to, let me just say, that's a good rating in my book, 7.9. Because obviously, you know, on a 10 scale, as with many ratings in life, 10's, you know, near impossible. 10 is like the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, so 7.9, it's almost an 8. And I'll get into why I didn't give it a, an 8 or higher, you know, or, or mm. keep it in that realm. But for me, it was a 7.9. What'd you give it? I give it an 8.0. Okay. Spot on eight. So, okay, not, not, not too much off. And that's why I'm not, not going to give you too much heat. I feel like just having that seven in there makes it look bad. It um, does. It makes it look bad, but it's not. It's not. And I honestly- I'm a harsh show, critic. I really enjoyed the first episode show the first time around, and I really enjoyed it the second time around. Nice. So, I mean, that's a, that's a B. I'm doing great. You know, yeah. If I get if I get eighty percent on the test, I'm okay. For sure. We're good. For sure. Um, I don't know. I just for, for me, I feel like um, uh. 7.9 is a, a good rating, and I think it gives it gives my expectations room to grow. I don't want to start off up here and then be let down. I don't know what's coming next. I've heard nothing but good things from the boys. It's obviously a smash success for Amazon because they keep making more of it. Oh, yeah. Um, they're, yeah. In, they're in Call of Duty. You know, they got characters in Call of Duty. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it just Homelander, or are there more people? Homelander, Starlight, Black Noir, wow. and uh, A-Train. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So they're penetrating into other media. Um, no. So let's go over the characters quick that we meet in this first episode. Um, obviously, we meet the superheroes first as being the most important. We meet Homelander and mm-hmm. um, Queen Maeve first. Then they're uh, well, and let's just talk about them quick. Homelander, he's the the, the Superman clone essentially. Yeah. 
He's, you know, their big bad dude that is flying around, super strength, super speed, laser vision. You know, he's he's Superman in this universe. He's, yeah, and he's Mr. Perfect, you know, yeah. and, and everybody's eyes. And they even kind of give it, they try to show it through, make you seem like you think he's Mr. Perfect, but you have a bad feeling as well. Right. Yeah. Um, then there's Queen Maeve. She's essentially Wonder Woman in this. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they even... I don't. I don't want to say they straight up copied Superman and Wonder Woman, but they look very it's close. Pretty damn close. Yeah. Very close. Yeah. Um, then we also meet Huey and his girlfriend Robin. Um, Huey. I, while I wouldn't say anyone in the show is a main character, uh, for me so far in my perception, this first episode, Huey's like the main guy. Everyone's kind of just around him and involving him, but Huey's the main guy, in my opinion. Right. Um, we meet A Train. Um, who is uh, another superhero? We meet Starlight. Yeah, who is another superhero? And A Train, he's like the Flash. Yeah, essentially, super fast. Um, honestly, I'd I'd maybe liken him a little bit more to Quicksilver because he's blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's 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 a speedster. Yeah, I that's basically Flasher Quicksilver. Um, he plays a really big role in this first episode. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Starlight, I don't know who I would compare her to. I don't know. I, I was thinking... Maybe like Dazzler or Jubilee. I was thinking... Here, you can, but not I really. Went, I went a little crazy. And I was like, Storm, but with electricity. <laughs> but that's because I've also seen... I'm sorry, did you say Starlight is like Storm, but with electricity? Yeah, only electricity. Okay, I was going to say, because you know Storm has electricity, bro. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, this is just straight up, like, electronics. Okay, all right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. But, like, I get the vibe because her eyes glow right. and shit like right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we meet Hugh Campbell, uh, who is Huey's dad. Freaking asshole. Well, I mean, we'll get into that a little bit. Oh, sorry. Um, also, Madeline Stilwell, who is kind of like the face of Vought, the company that... I, owns kinda, superheroes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Owns, owns the the superheroes, right? Um, also, fun fact: I don't know if you knew this. She was the girlfriend in Karate Kid. In the original like, one, like Daniels. Uh, wow. Yeah, I don't think I did know that. I mean, it, I she's I've in seen Cobra Karate Kai, Kid, but yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, then there's the Deep, who is essentially like their Aquaman mm-hmm. type guy. Yeah, when and you want to talk about copying outfits, yeah, I feel like pretty damn close. And I'm trying to think. I'm assuming, yeah, at this point, Aquaman, like the movie, was already out for a while. The Jason Momoa one, I think so. I yeah. don't remember, but like, I feel like it's very, very close to the Jason Momoa Aquaman like suit. Yeah, now um, he's not as buff as Jason no, Momoa. No, not as buff, not as big, but like his costume. Crazy. You know, it's. I, I feel like he's got like green pants and like a bronzish, goldish, like top. Anyway, um, we meet Translucent, who um, is just an invisible guy. I'm trying to, you know, picture a, a Marvel or DC invisible type person. Four, Mr. Fan or Miss Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sue Storm. Sue Storm. Yeah. However, he has some other abilities, which is like um, pretty tough skin. Yeah. Which we find out much later. Well, not much later, but later. On. Right. Um, then there's Black Noir, um, which we don't really get a whole lot of Black Noir you won't. in the episode. Yeah, Black Noir. He's a, it's a. He's a funny character in a way. I think he's literally only in one scene. He's in the scene at the table, right? Right. Yeah. right. He doesn't talk. He he's like just a he really just strong, there. talented yeah. assassin slash ninja. Okay, that's his his like power, I guess. Okay, um, gotcha. Yeah, whenever he's in a scene, I just laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> um, then we don't actually meet him, but they mention 
Lamplighter. Now, obviously, you know stuff going on ahead mm-hmm. of time. I don't know if he plays any relevant part in the show after this, but y- y- you don't see Lamplighter. They mention him. They, I think they flash him on screen a few times. They have like a memory uh, memorial ceremony yeah. kind of at like a, a business meeting, but they go, oh, remembering Lamplighter, and he's he's in the background. Yeah. he's. I think they even show who the actor is. Um I, I don't I don't know if they do. I can't remember. I okay, then I'm so. not going to tell you who the actor is. Yeah. I want to I want to be surprised. Yeah, I can't remember if they did or not. Um and then last but certainly not least, one of my top characters on the show, Billy Butcher, um played by Carl Urban. Named after me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um fact. maybe, maybe, who yeah. knows? Yeah. I don't know. Uh but yeah, so a, a decent handful of of new characters, well, I mean everybody's new since it's, you know, first episode. Shocker. But a decent handful of characters that you get to meet um and a, a lot of stuff that happens in this first even few like five or ten minutes of the of the of the show this show is wild yeah and it, it i don't think the show ever really slows down it has important storyline episodes sure but the show in general overall just doesn't slow down right okay um so i kind of want to just go through things piece by piece pick up some important parts of the show and then just discuss it you know give our thoughts give our opinions maybe discuss some details that we think are interesting um the the show opens up like before the show actually starts it's almost like the opening to like a superhero marvel dc type movie it has kind of just like the fanfare going on and it shows the seven across the screen there the music sounds very familiar to marvel yeah um they have i think comic books or something like plastering against the screen to make yeah so like it's like a mosaic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 almost like the show is starting off like a movie, um, but then it opens up with uh, an attempted armored car robbery, which is stopped by Queen Maeve and Homelander. Yeah, this scene's pretty fun. Um, I think it's a great way to start the show off because the two kids that are in the beginning of the show, they're talking about their favorite superheroes, but they're like having some weird conversation. They're like, yeah. Like, how would he win? Well, he just rip his dick off. <laughs> and yeah, they're like, wait, yeah. what? Like, why are these kids talking like that? If, if you don't know by the first, you know, 30 seconds of the show that this is not a family-friendly show. You'll know. Y- you'll figure it <laughs> you'll out find real quick. Out real quick. Um, so, yeah, you get that opening, which is just hilarious to me. And you're like, what the heck? These kids are like, I just want to win by ripping his dick off. And then I think he's talking about Translucent, who's invisible. And it's like, how will he see his dick? You know? Yeah. Um, so it makes you laugh, and you kind of get an idea this is going to be, like, funny. But then it hits action really well, too. Right. With the bank robbery. Yeah, and I mean, so this armored car is driving away from the crime scene, obviously, where they stole it, and then it's about to hit these kids. Queen Maeve, superhero landing right in front of the kids. The armored car hits her, and they do this crazy CGI, um, you know, just effect where they essentially show the the armored car moving through her. Yeah. Or not through her. She's she's moving around through the armored yeah, car. It's, it's like, moving around her. And it's like crumpling. Like oh, Yeah. It, yeah. Um, so pretty awesome. Yeah. Somehow these armored car robbers survive this ridiculous car crash that would have murdered anyone they, else. They stop on a dime yeah, when she yeah. lands in front of the car. Like a dime. And so they come out and they get the kids. Yeah. One of them holds the kid hostage. Homelander comes out. Laser visions his gun. I I think it either like melts his gun to his hand or severely or burns, burns hand. his hand. Like, yeah. Um. But yeah, they save the day. Um. Crazy, crazy opening to everything. And there's a really fun part here where uh, 
Homelander throws one of the guys and he starts talking to the kids like all nonchalant. And I don't know if you noticed it, but the guy in the background, like five seconds after being thrown in the air, lands on top of a car like a block away. No. Freaking hilarious. I I had to go back and rewatch that then. Yeah. I don't think I noticed that. It's funny, like, obviously you and your situation, you're watching this again. Right. And me for the first time, I'm going to maybe miss some of those details, whereas you're going to pick some of them up. So. Yeah, because when you first watch it, obviously you want your focus on, on these main characters. But yeah, he throws he throws this guy. and he, I mean, it's, he throws it with ease. He throws okay. the guy with ease. But yeah, he's he's a block away, landing on a car. I think you can hear in the background like a little, ah, and then... Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so right after that, then we get introduced to Huey. Um, he works at an electronics store. He's... Just a very mild, you know, shy type guy. Um, you can tell from his personality. <laughs> yeah. You can tell from his personality he's non-confrontational because um, <laughs> as he's working in the store, um, his boss is there. And you can tell he wants to have what seems like an important conversation with his boss. Honestly, I initially thought he was going to be telling him he's quitting. But... He doesn't even get to talk to his boss because his boss cuts him off and says, we'll talk about it, you know, some other time. He, he pretty much just says, get the hell away from me, kid. Yeah. Like, yeah something basically. along those lines. And what I like is, like, you really get the vibe of how non-confrontational Huey is because he goes, all right, yeah, cool, like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Huey, he he's just, um, in some ways, reminds me of myself. I'm very much, like, at a restaurant, the type of guy that, like, if something comes out with my food and there's something wrong with it i'm just like i'm gonna eat it i'm not gonna send it back i'm not gonna say anything i'm not gonna make a big deal um so in that way i kind of saw a little bit of myself in huey oh same i agree um i will give you credit great salesman he, he was making a sale yeah. in the opening of the scene it was great right phenomenal right. guy um shortly after that though <clears throat> his girlfriend robin comes into the store and they're sitting there talking a little bit. They decide to go on a little bit of a walk. And they're walking down the street. They're just talking about their relationship, talking about, you know, their what they're what they have going on in their lives. Robin, I think she's she's in college, right? She's taking classes. She obviously wants to better herself. Huey is obviously just working. And I think she kind of like, you know, helps him to see that he, he should be doing more. He should be wanting more. He should have some ambition. Um, and they even get to the point where they start talking about moving in together. Yep. Which uh, we don't know how long they've been in a relationship at this point, but that's a pretty big step in a relationship. Yeah. And I think it makes you go like you have these like all oh, that sweet moment because in most shows, you know, the 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 cliche thing to do here is this sparks an argument or a very right. intense conversation. Yeah. And basically what happens is he just gets really excited. Yeah. And they end up kissing like because of it. And it's like really sweet. And you're like. Oh, this is a good couple. Like they, I hope they last. You yeah, know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so when they are talking about moving in together, they kiss. Robin is standing half a step off the curb. Half a step off the curb. Very important detail. Yeah. Um, because it comes up multiple times in this episode. Um, but as she's half a step off the curb, um, the the scene just slows down and she disappears. Just. You know, you're thinking, did she just get abducted by aliens? Was there magic? Is this part of Huey's imagination? Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And as the scene slows down and she's gone, all of a sudden you just start to see... In slow-mo. In slow motion, this red liquid come across the screen towards Huey. And you realize then it's blood. 
and it starts to hit Huey in the face in slow motion. And you're seeing this and you're thinking, what the heck is going on? And then eventually it comes back to normal speed. Huey is splattered, covered in blood, and he looks over and sees A-Train. Well, I think a great detail for this show is in slow-mo, he looks to the right, and you just see a huge oh, yes. blob of blood floating in yeah. the air. There's blood. There's normal speed, and it just goes... And I think I think I even realized at one point in the blob of blood and flesh and everything, Body there's parts. like a jawbone there. CGI really on this show is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to normal speed <laughs> is when all of the blood and the blob and everything like kind of hits Huey and then falls down. Um, and he sees A-Train, who's who's the Quicksilver Flash speedster type guy. He's obviously covered in blood. Mm-hmm. He's carrying a bag and he's just panting. Obviously, if you're running at super speed fast enough to obliterate somebody, you'd be pretty tired, too. Yeah. Um, but he's just he's like, I got to keep going or something like that. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I can't stop moving. I, I got to keep going. I, I got to keep moving. Um, so, yeah, he speeds away and they cut back to Huey who is kind of not even really realizing what just happened. He's in shock. Yeah. And... I think he yells Robin. Yeah. Once it hits, his face changes. So right. Good, good acting by uh, Jack Quaid. Right. Just freaking like, he's confused, and then all of a sudden, once it hits, it's like, oh my God. And then they go to a, a, a great shot, an overhead oh, shot, yeah. where when they were kissing, they were holding hands. And they go to this shot now, after all of this has happened... And he's still holding her hands like it's her hands and her forearms are still there. Yeah. But obviously they're, you know, chopped off, not chopped off. They're like ripped off of the rest of her body. Um, And yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It was a wild scene. This this is like you said, if you didn't think this wasn't family friendly in the beginning, you you know, now you now know. Yeah. And this is all within the first, I want to say, five or ten minutes of the show. Yeah. Very quick. It's very fast. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, a a crazy, crazy opening to everything. And the thing that kind of is weird to me, which you kind of learn as the show goes on is there don't really seem to be celebrities in the show. The celebrities are the superheroes. Yeah. Um, which they, you 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 find other little tidbits as time goes on, and even this first episode as things happen, you're like, there's no you know um, music stars or movie stars. The movie stars are the superheroes. Like when the two kids in the beginning are talking about a movie, the 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 movie is about the, with about the deep yeah. and translucent, and they play their own themselves right. in the movies. Yeah, right. They make the money. It's all about yeah. It's all this is seriously. If superheroes were real, it'd probably be about. The business side. Yeah, of it. this yeah. is what it would be like in real life if superheroes were inserted yeah. into our lives. They talk about points throughout the whole show, like, "Oh, you went up five points in this demographic to the superheroes all the yeah. time." Yeah, yeah. Um, so after that, um, some other stuff happens, but then we get an introduction to the next superhero we're going to meet, who is Starlight, and it starts off with like a a training montage. She's doing like some one armed pull ups. She's punching a wall. She's lifting a car at one point. And um, also, and I think this is part of what is then her audition tape. Yeah. Because they cut to like an interview part. They're asking her some questions. And um, you even see her mom, Mm -hmm. who at one point when she's punching the wall, I think it's like a garage. Yeah. Like like, a detached garage. Yeah. 
and you almost get like these like um like dance mom type vibes from yeah, her which she is very much you know a pageant dance mom yeah yeah and, and she's obviously been helping starlight been helping her daughter get to this point in her career as a superhero but also as just this pageant superhero queen mm-hmm. it's very strange it is weird um but yeah so you see her training doing all this stuff um and the audition tape that she is sending in is um is being sent in for a very specific reason you don't know initially what it's for but it's very, very a very specific reason um a little bit later you find out then that the tape is being sent in to vaught vaught is the company that owns the superheroes that kind of runs things for the superheroes and the person we mentioned at the beginning madeline stillwell she's like the public face yeah. of vaught and she kind of runs the show a bit yeah we'll see more later of other characters but yeah she basically runs the show okay um for vaught and yeah she's just you know, she's a smart businesswoman. She seems like it. Oh, yeah. She seems like it. She seems... Shiesty sometimes, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I think gotta be. Definitely by the end of the episode, you <laughs> you realize that for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but then we... we at, at some point here, then we cut to a point where there's like a, a press conference or like an event going on. And it's very corporate. It's very almost Apple-esque. Yeah. It's in a big theater. There's a huge crowd. Talking about numbers. Right, right. And, and at this event, Starlight is is bring bought out in a limo. And she's like on the red carpet. So she's at this event. She goes to the red carpet. There, you know, she's surprised. There's tons of people out there. They're snapping photos. She's like, is this, you know, why are all these people here? And they tell her, well, they're here for you. So they go to this event. Madeline Stillwell, she's at the podium. She's talking about numbers. She's talking about, I think, about them like opening up uh, an amusement park. She's talking about the movies that are coming out or how well they did and all that type of stuff. Um, and then you find out then um, that she's bringing out the next superhero that we see, who is The Deep. Mm-hmm. And this event is two things. It's one, as you talked about earlier, um, the retirement, the announcement of the retirement of uh, uh, Lamplighter. Lamplighter, right. And so they kind of just do like a quick, you know, thank you to Lamplighter, you know, thanks for your service. You're a great guy. Say some nice words and then immediately bring out his replacement who we find out then is Starlight. And that's what she was sending the audition tape in for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you get this vibe from Starlight throughout the whole scene of like, I'm excited, but something feels off. Very much so. And definitely once she gets out the limo and goes inside. I can't remember the girl's name, but she's like the the PR person, right? Um, and she's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna I, call her PR lady." PR lady. Uh, she she plays a big role in this show, so we should probably remember her name. Okay. But um, she says to her like, "Oh, the stuff you said about always wanting to save the little people or be you know be a hero growing up and caring about people that was a great choice." And start like kind of makes a face like, "I'm mad at you for saying that," because, right? And then she goes, "Well, I meant it." And she's like, yeah, that's why we love you, you know. And it's like you can tell they're just like, they picked her not because they actually think she's good, like a good person, right? They picked her because people like that she's a good person, right? And she's essentially for them, for Vaught, she's playing a role, right? Exactly. You know, um, Starlight is actually wanting to make a difference. She is wanting to be a superhero because she wants to help people, and 
you know, she has that very hometown, you know, girl next door, innocent type vibe, which is what they're looking for. And that's why they chose her, it seems. Anyway. Yeah. And they even mentioned demographics here. Like you're you're already up this many points in the Midwest and between these people or something. Right. Right. Because she's from Des Moines. Des Moines. Yeah. Iowa. Sure. I think so. I'm sure. horrible with geography. This is a TV show podcast. All right. Not a geography <laughs> podcast. Um, um, but so, yeah. yeah. We, we, that was we get... creepy that we just did the same exact thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we finished the show with her still feeling like, I don't know if I want to be here or not with this scene because she's like waving, but she doesn't have a big smile on her face. She still right. looks confused. Right. Yeah. We move on then to the deep giving her kind of like a, a tour of their headquarters. And he takes her into what's kind of like their control room, war room, board room. Yeah, for the uh, for the for seven, the seven, which right. are Justice League, basically. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, the seven is the Justice League of their world, and you know, it's it's all the the superheroes that we've mentioned so far: um, Homelander, Queen Maeve, Translucent, um, Black Noir, the Deep, Lamplighter, Starlight, and then Starlight. Yeah, yeah. So he's taking her around to their headquarters they go into this boardroom and he's you know telling her oh well, we've got satellites in space to help us track people we've got this and that you know this is you know you're you're coming into this awesome situation here yeah um and she kind of excited again yeah she gets she perks up a little bit she's excited kind of uh, fangirls a little bit even um because at one point he's saying like you know oh well, you probably had a poster of homelander on, yeah. on your wall when you were growing up and whatever. And Homelander, again, he's the Superman guy. He seems to be, like, the main guy of the seven. And she admits, she says, well, actually, I had a poster of you. Things get hot. Mm, <laughs> I don't know if that's the word we should use to uh, to describe what happens here. But obviously, then, the Deep uses this to his advantage. That. Yeah. Yeah. And he um, <laughs> essentially... So they talk a little bit more. They cut away. Starlight's kind of looking out the window onto the city. And then they pan back out from an angle like the behind the deep, looking at Starlight, no pants on. Shirt still on, no pants fully down, bare ass, tan line, tidy whitey, you know, <laughs> superhero thing. And she's just shocked. Yeah. And he's basically like trying to coerce her into his interaction, like when she gets a little shocked. What? You said you had a crush on me. Right, right. Like, Which is like, like your nothing... typical sleazebag yeah. type line. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to get her to, you know. Go down. Go down on him. Right, yeah. right. And, you know, she's just not having it at first. She's not necessarily, like, mad. I think she just is shocked. She starts walking away. And he, he makes immediately, a... like, changes his mood then. Yeah. He pulls his pants up. He's like, oh, you know. Didn't you want to be a part of the seven? Yeah. Like that. You know, he's like, Which pissed her off. Right. And, and he's just like, you know, you said you had a crush on me and whatever. And she gets upset. You start to see her eyes glow. Like there's like a hum of electricity and energy going on. And the monitors that they have in there, they all start to crack. And I think this kind of scares him a bit. Legitimately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's strong. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, hey, okay, I'm sorry. You know. Obviously, I know you're you're a strong person. You got some your powers, no joke. Um, but but I'm second in charge. Yeah, he's basically saying like after Homelander, he's the next guy. And you know if you don't want to do this, I can get kicked out. Yeah, say that you went crazy in here. And yeah, blah, 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 he makes blah, he, he makes it seem as if 
everything that happened there was her attacking him and uh he's trying to reel her back in and be like look if you don't do what i'm wanting you to do here i'm gonna make you look bad yeah and you're i think he even says specifically you'll be out of the business again which is weird that like the Mm -hmm. superheroes are all just like celebrities they're they're not actual superheroes they're treating it like a job which i guess if if superheroes were in the real world they would have to treat it like a job and it's not like it is in comics and cartoons and stuff but it's just still weird to me because we haven't at least to my knowledge i've never seen another show or comic or video game or anything where it's like this no so he's saying i'm gonna get you kicked out of the business she you know doesn't want that she's worked so hard to get to this point yeah and it, I think you hit it on the head there. It's like they're not in it to save people. They're in it for themselves. Right. You know, and she's the opposite. She's there, but she wants to stay to do the right thing. Exactly. So exactly. She, uh, she ends up she, going downtown. She, yeah, she does what he wants, um, which, you know, to me, it, it sounds like he's done this type of thing before. Like this was a rehearsed. 100%. planned out thing that thing he said about you probably had a poster homelander that was scripted for him because right. he's done it before he's probably given this line to yeah. other superhero he's, girls he's a handsome fella and he knows for sure it, you know so he knows like oh they definitely had posters of me not homelander because homelander buff as he is isn't like the the sexy man of the group right you doesn't know? seem like it. he do, he doesn't he doesn't have the, the not, sex appeal yeah he's not showing off bare arms in his suit right he's like, totally covered up well where's um, the deep he's got the sleeveless john yeah his stuff's cut off yeah um, so yeah, you know, sleazeball of a dude immediately don't like him. Yeah. I'm hoping, and obviously you already know, but I'm hoping he gets some sort of like redemption arc, but then there's a small part of me that's like, you know what? I hope he dies like tomorrow. Disgusting. Anywho, um, after that, then we get into the introduction of your favorite character from the show. Definitely one of my favorite characters. Okay. Few. One of. Yeah. This, the characters in the show are great, but Billy Butcher yeah, I don't know what it is. Every time he talks, I think he's the coolest motherfucker on the planet. Yeah, I really do. Well, I mean, Carl Urban is such a good actor. He's been in such awesome movies and things before. Who's in Lord of the Rings? Yeah, yeah, he was in Lord of the Rings, the the second and the third one. Um, he was Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. Um, early, early on in his career, he was Caesar on Xena Warrior Princess. Crazy for those of you that even know what that is. Um, but yeah, so. Billy Butcher is introduced in another scene where they cut back to Huey. Right. Now, mind you, Huey is still yeah. mourning the death of his girlfriend. And um, things he's... have gone on with Huey in this episode. Like, we're not going to go through every single scene. So he's had situations where he's, like, kind of talking about what happened with his dad and stuff like that. And, you know, like, oh, she was a half step off the curb. And yeah. Well, he's... at one point, Vaught, they reach out to Huey because yeah. they're, like, trying to essentially buy him out pay him off to shut his mouth about it yeah because which he doesn't go for yeah so to to go with where billy billy butcher is going to go in the scene kind of is at one point there's i don't know if you have it in your listing or not but um a train has an interview he's like oh i was trying to stop a bank robbery or chase down bank robbery okay yes forgot about that yeah so one you see which which huey is like well that what that that doesn't make sense yeah and he by the way Adrian had like a satchel or something on him too at that point. Right. Yeah. I think right. I mentioned Fun he had fact. a bag on yeah. him. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, but yeah, so Billy Butcher comes in where Huey's at work. He's still distraught from everything. Yeah. And um, you don't see Billy Butcher at first. It's a, a shot from behind him and he has a, 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 a stuffed animal nanny cam. You know, it's one of those hidden camera things. 
and he's just like bullshit. He's like, you know, how many how many of these nanny cams catch people, you know, shaking Take their babies? babies. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy in and of itself what to a think about. To start, right? You know? Yeah. Um, and he was kind of shocked from this, um, but he turns around, he, he introduces himself, and he basically tells Huey, like, hey, I know what happened. I know you weren't swayed by Vaught. You didn't take the money that they were offering to you. I want to help you out. Yeah. You know? And I think, is it this scene that he mentions, like, here's the police report from that day? Um, I, I don't think that's till a smidge later. Okay, so I'll, I'll hold off. I'll hold off. Essentially, but he tells he tells Huey, um, you know, this happens all the time. This this, so he he, he tells him like, I know what happened. I want to help you out. You didn't take the payout, so you know, let's let's have a conversation here about how I can help you. They start walking down the street. He tells him he says, this kind of stuff happens all the time, and Huey's like, well, no, that's not possible. This happens all the time. You know, there'd be. Tons of stories about it. People would know about it. Yeah. Which you find out the reason that they don't is twofold. One, because Vaught, as big as they are, they're covering stuff up all the time. Obviously, if they tried to pay Huey off, they've probably paid off hundreds, if not thousands of people. Yep. Um, But then the other thing is, you know, these superheroes, like I said many times here already, they're like celebrities. People don't want to see that they're bad people. They don't want to see that they're committing atrocities. So... You know, if and when something might leak, oh, there's no way, you know. It can't be true. Somebody it's a conspiracy like, theory. Yeah. yeah. These superheroes wouldn't do stuff like that. Yeah. Can we also talk about Huey's job? He can just walk out whenever he wants to go for a Yeah, walk. right? <laughs> like, know? at the beginning of the show, he walks out with Robin. Yeah. At this point, he's walking out with Billy Butcher. It's like, he. there's no other employees in the store. It's a small store. Yeah. He's the only one there. Is he locking up? You know, is he putting the wear clothes sign on? <laughs> yeah, right. Just kind of strange. Just walks, I'm going to go for a walk. But you know what, though? At the, at the Don't same time. your boss doesn't want to give you a rage, well, raise, Huey. So at the same time, though, like, if you're in a shitty job like that. Yeah. And your boss is a dick and you're the only employee, like. Why not? What's, you know, yeah. Why not take yeah. a risk? And, and just... you're the only employee and you're actually pretty good at sales. So. Right. Right. Can't get rid of you. So him and Billy are walking down the street. <clears throat> he basically tells Huey, like, hey, like, I'm the guy that steps in when the superheroes get out of line. Yeah. And them. Yeah, yeah, he says he says I spank him. Um <laughs> and so he's trying to to convince Huey to um you know be part of him him helping put them back in line. And Huey's like, "No, you know, I, you're a total stranger. I don't know who you are. I'm out of here." Feels weird. Yeah, he's like, "I'm going to head back to work." Um and he Billy just very charismatic. He tells him, you know, like, hey, you know, I I got something that'll maybe change your mind. Yeah. Follows him to a second location, which was insane. Yeah. So he follows him to a location. It's a club, obviously a secret club, because a guy like does a little slidey door thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's like, what's the password? You know, and I forget what Billy does, but he, but he pretty much just says like, hey, let me in here. I'm going to get you shut down or something. Right. Something right. weird. And the guy's like, oh, again, da, da, da. Well, and, and just to preface this as well, maybe the reason the guy let him in, which we didn't mention, when Billy introduces himself, he as introduces himself as an FBI agent. He pulls out a badge, flashes the badge. So Huey, you know, he he's thinking, okay, well, you're some sort of official guy. Maybe you can help me. Yeah. And maybe that's why he follows him. And maybe that's why the security dude lets him in because he, he's some FBI, sort of officer, it, yeah. you know, federal agent. So as they walk in, it's like, a, I don't want to say a fancy club, but it's a nice... Yeah, club, upscale, upscale club, and the first thing you see is some dude floating in the air, and he's the girl. A girl's riding him in yeah. the air. 
Yeah. Completely naked. You see everything. Right. Um, and then you're starting to look all over the place. People are just hooking up all around, and it's different superheroes hooking up. You've got, they mention, Huey mentions a guy who is like, um, what's the guy from Fantastic Four? Mr. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so he stretches like Mr. Fantastic does. He can stretch yeah. his body like that. He goes, wow, that's the guy who's really preaching like anti-gay stuff. Right. But you see him take some dude's head and like put it down on his crotch. Right. And he stretches over across the club and has his arm around two other dudes and they start making out. So it's like this is where the soups, as they call them, yeah. go to get their, their have their fun. Their jollies. Yeah. And yeah. then my... There's one part even one of two. my favorite scenes, parts of the show. Is this is that what you're gonna talk about? Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a guy who's like Ant Man and he shrinks in and he's on a table and he runs across the table and dives into a girl whose legs are wide open. And you even hear like the and then she yeah. starts moaning. And it for some reason it is one of the funniest things to watch. Yeah. And he plays a big role later in the show. Oh, okay. Way later though. Okay. So get ready to remember who he is. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is essentially just like a sex club yeah. for the soups. Um, and that nobody can know about, obviously. Right, right. And they they reveal here that A Train was there at some point earlier, and he's laughing about what happened to Robin. Yeah. This is then what kind of just sparks in Huey, like, okay, you know what? Maybe maybe I do want to help you. Maybe yeah. I do want to, you know, get a little bit of revenge. Yeah. For my for my dead girlfriend. Rightfully so. Um. So. You know, they cut then to, I guess they go to another bar or restaurant or something. They're hanging out. This is when he gives Huey the file that says, hey, you know what? A-Train said he was trying to stop two bank robbers. Here's all the police reports from that day. Guess what's not there? Bank, bank robbers. robbers. Yep. Um, and, you know, Huey's kind of just still shocked at everything that he just saw, everything he just learned. And he he asks Billy, he says, are all the superheroes like this? Are all of them, you know, terrible people? And Billy says, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, except Homelander. Homelander, he says, you know, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke. I think he even says at one point, like, he's a saint. Yeah. Um, which, to this point in the show, we don't have any reason to believe that that's not true. Right. Um, And so, you know, he, he essentially tells Huey that he wants him to infiltrate into the, the Seven's headquarters. He wants him to plant a bug there so that they can spy on them and whatever. And Huey's just like, I don't know. This is not really my thing. You know, I'm not James Bond here. Right. And, you know, he's trying to just convince him to do this. And it's funny because at one point here, um, Huey says to him, like, hey, you know, I'm I'm not really. This isn't my thing. Yeah. I'm not you. Yeah. And he says, you know what kind of music I listen to? Or he says, you know who my favorite artist is? James Taylor. Um, which, if you don't know, James Taylor's like easy listening, you know, very soft, mild music. It's vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he says, you know, my second favorite then, Simon and Garfunkel. Third favorite, Billy Joel. All very similar artists. Yeah. Not something that, you know, someone who takes risks in life listen to for the most part. For the most part. Um, but, yeah, Homelander, you know, he tells him his plan and he, he was just not convinced. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to follow through with it. Yeah. And, and he leaves. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, I understand 
why somebody like you would be hesitant. If that were me in his shoes, I would be hesitant too. Yeah, remember, this is the guy who is afraid to ask for a raise and can't tell the boss, like, no, I want to talk right now. Right. How can you go into the number one company in the world and plan a bug where there are superheroes all about? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're somebody who likes your life and wants to live, probably not something you're going to want to partake in. No. We cut back then to Madeline, um, who, you know, you're starting to see here and, and develop a sense that she's the big boss yeah, or, or a big boss. Yeah, she's she's cutting a deal. Right. She's meeting with uh, a politician who we see is the mayor of Baltimore. And essentially, she's trying to sell him a superhero because mm-hmm. I guess that's how it works. You are a mayor of somewhere or a governor of a state, you know, whatever. Vought will essentially lease lease yeah. you a superhero. So she says, hey, you know what? We'll give you um, Nubian Prince. Was it Nubian Prince? Yeah, I think so. Nubian Prince. We'll give you Nubian Prince uh, for $300 million a year, which that's crazy money. Yeah. Maybe if you're a big city like Baltimore, you can afford that. I don't know. I don't know how much money major cities make from taxes. Either way, ton of money. Ton. Yeah. And he kind of counters like, well, no. Well, okay. First of all, I want to do mention she kind of sells it like, oh, well, he fits your demographic, right. but also white people like him or something like that, she said. Right. Um, and She even says, oh, I'll cut you in on the merchandise. Yeah. So then you also get a percentage of the merchandise sales, right? So it's a real business transaction. For sure. Very and corporate. The counter was like, oh, no, 200 mil because I know about something. I know about Compound V. Right. And that's all you hear with Compound V is that's it. It's called Compound V. What What is this Compound V? Well, and Madeline kind of just plays dumb. She's like. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. In her face, you see a little bit like, uh-oh. But she's, again, very savvy. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, must be a rumor, you know, but I can't go down to 200 mil. Like, yeah. she's very, very tough. Sticks to her guns. Yeah. For sure. Um, and she's like, you know, 300 mil is the price. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit after that, though, we see, I don't know if he was calling Madeline or Madeline calls him, but either way. I think he calls her. Th- there's a, a scene then where the mayor... I'm guessing either later that night or the next day or whatever. He's in a limo. They have a conversation, and Madeline's like, "You know what? Two fifty. Two two. Yeah, yeah. Two fifty is fine. Um, that's what I'll come down to." The mayor agrees. He's like, "Cool. Glad to do business Thumbs with up. you. Awesome." Side note: You do see a superhero fly past the window. Yes, at, when they're at Vaught. Forgot. Now, about granted, that. remember this is where they live, so maybe somebody's just flying home. But you Could do be. you do notice that somebody flies past the window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we cut back to what kind of ends this first episode for the last, you know, few events and, and things. Um, Huey, he, he has a meeting with, uh, Starlight. Yeah. By, um, by, by happenstance. Yeah. They both happen to be on a park bench. They talk a little bit about what's troubling them or, well, actually Starlight talks about what's troubling her. Doesn't give details, obviously. Right. Because he doesn't know that she's Starlight. She still has... A secret identity. Yeah. Um, but she gives him just broad details like, oh, I'm having some issues at work. He hypes her up to, you know, just push through. You know, if this is something you really, really want, just push through. Yeah. So Huey gives himself his own advice. Yeah. Gives himself his own advice. Says, okay, let me let me go talk to Billy. He's in. Yeah. He goes and talks to him. And Billy tells him, okay, here's, here's the plan on how we're going to get the bug in there. And he goes through things. And again, Huey kind of freaks out and he doesn't think it's going to work. But Billy calms him down. He goes in and, and the plan is he's going to sneak a bug in 
under his cell phone case. Mm-hmm. He's going to go up there. He's going to say, hey, um, I'm only going to talk to uh, A-Train and sign this paperwork. If um, he apologizes. If, if he apologizes. I'll sign your paperwork. I'll take your money. He's got to give me a, a real genuine apology face to face. Yeah. Um, initially, Vought doesn't go for it. Then they do. Um, so he gets to the headquarters. And sure enough, he gets the bug in there. And he's supposed to then go to the bathroom to get the bug out once he's in the building. This doesn't happen, though, because A-Train bursts in immediately as soon as he asks to go to the bathroom. Yep. A-Train is, you know, being followed by the the, the PR, PR lady. lady. Yep. And she's just trying to rush the whole thing. Yeah, she wants a in and out. Like, hey, let's get done. This is a very much like I, I've got more important things to do right. with my day than apologize for me killing your your girlfriend. Yeah. You know. And from Huey's perspective, he's kind of having this mental internal man, yeah, mental breakdown panic attack type thing, which he had they had shown earlier he that Huey been. was having a panic attack. Yeah. Um, but A Train is just covered in blood again, kind of like how he saw him after he killed Robin. Mm-hmm. And you know, Huey? you start hearing his heartbeat. Oh yeah. You start, you know, seeing him like kind of sweat a little bit. And then he just snaps out of it. Kind of takes a deep breath. I'm like, okay, bam, I'm back. Yeah. And I forget what he says. Like, hey, man, no worries. You know, you're always trying to do the right thing. Appreciate you. You know what I mean? He really smooths himself out like super quick. Yeah. To A-Train. Which is strange because up until this point, Huey is not a confident guy. Huey is not a put together guy. He's not someone who, you know, you think is going to be able to pull this off. Right. And And he just snaps out of it, which was a little strange to me because I'm like, what what changed here? Because everything up to this point, when he's faced with some sort of altercation or some sort of adversity, he folds, he crumbles, mm-hmm. or he doesn't want to follow through with stuff. But in this moment, he rises to the occasion. And I had a, a theory or a thought maybe like, does he eventually become a superhero? Does he get superpowers? Obviously, you you know what does or doesn't happen, but... That's kind of where my head was going. Like he, like he has them. He just hasn't shown not, them yet. Like he doesn't not, know he has either, them. Either that he has them already, or maybe he gets them later. Because it's like, you know, you see him turning from this, you know, mild mannered guy to this super confident guy in a matter of seconds. And I'm thinking, like, are they building his character up for something? Even in just this first episode, are they laying the foundation, the groundwork for, you know, moving forward? I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, um, you do know, but well, maybe there's still a lot more of the show left that I haven't watched, right? Um, so when I see this, I just see a character development of like, I'm this little bitch. I'm this little bitch. And he's like, I can't be a little bitch right now, right? You know, and he finally toughens up and does what he has to do. Yeah, you know. So he does plant the bug, um, but to get to this point, he had to go to the bathroom. He asks to go to the bathroom after a train leaves. Right. Um, he does fumble. He goes back to old Hugh. He fumbles the the bug in the bathroom. Um. I think even at one point, Starlight's in the bathroom. But right, she's like touching it. up her makeup. Yeah. He's in the stall. She's at the... The mirror. At the mirror. Yeah. And anyway, so he fumbles. He gets the bug back into underneath the stall with him. He has it in his hand, closes his phone. He's ready to go. He leaves the bathroom to go plant the bug. Right. But we turn, it turns out... Somebody else was in the bathroom besides Starlight and Huey. Translucent. Right. Because he's invisible. Yeah, and which earlier on the episode that he you find out he kind of likes to be in the bathroom invisible because he's a perv. Yeah, um, not real important. Just kind of connect those two details that to kind of help you say, oh, I see this coming. Right. 
Right. Um, but he does plant the bug and he gets out of there. Yeah. He's feeling good about himself. Feeling real cocky. You yeah. kind of see it in like, and then when they're riding home, Billy's giving him a little ride back to the uh, to the, the store, store that apparently he can just leave it at, <laughs> at a moment's notice. <laughs> Again, for he's hours. leaving work. Yeah, for like the third it or fourth was, time. It was daylight when he went to go plant the bug. It was nighttime when he gets back to work, so yeah. he's gone for hours. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go back to work." And Billy's dropping him off, and Huey's pumped. He's like, "All right, what's our next step? What are we gonna right. do, partner? You know what I mean?" And Billy's like. Dude, we're good we're good thank you for doing that you know yeah and it's kind of where you get the vibe that billy billy's not a bad guy but he kind of uses people yeah where he's like i got what i needed from you he was just a means to an end yeah um so yeah he drops him off and that was kind of like you know he was kind of down about it, but he's also like okay fine and he at least i'm getting somewhere yeah he did you know with something. my girlfriend's horrific death horrific but then he rips up. Uh, he also rips up the check that they gave him, forty five thousand dollars. Which yo, I would not have done. No, even if I was trying to get that revenge and whatever. Yeah, it, I'm I'm cashing that check. Yeah, that's my money. That's forty five k. That's the least you can give me. You know what I mean? I'm I'm still trying to find and get more out of you. You know, but, right? Um, yeah, I wouldn't have done it either. But that kind of something clicks in Billy, and he calls him your your good guy or good bloke or whatever. Right. I forget what he says, but. That's important to notice. Like Billy kind of goes, "Okay, this guy's this kid's a good kid," you know. I, guess, I think that's a big yeah. part of the show for Billy. Anyway, but anyway, so anyway, go on. Uh, now we got Huey chilling. Yeah, he's at work. He's hanging out. His boss is leaving, which I guess he's okay with him having been gone for hours. Mm-hmm. His boss is leaving. He says, "Lock up when you leave." The door starts to close, but then it stops, and it's just standing there still. Huey hears the little dingling on the door. Um, he's like, I think he says like we're closing up soon or something like that, you know, whatever. Um, but the door closes and Huey looks over. There's nobody there. Yeah. He's looking around the store. He starts to hear like some rustling and then all of a sudden a voice. And clearly it's translucent. Yeah. You know, see what I did there. Oh, clearly. <laughs> um, but he tells him like, what were you doing at our headquarters, are you spying on us? He even Has throws the bug. bug out to him. He's like, "What you didn't think? You didn't Who think I'd find you? this?" You know, what yeah. I mean? He's questioning him. You know what's going on? Huey is trying to play dumb. Um, Transus is not buying it. No, picks him up, throws him against the wall um, into like a, a a wall of TVs. Smashes the TVs. Um, he's like hitting him a little bit. Throws him to the front of the store. Huey's banged up. Yeah, Translucent grabs a TV off the wall, and he's like. About to like smash it on uh, Huey, which no doubt would probably kill yeah, him. Yeah, smash him on his head, probably kill him. Yeah, hundred percent. And one of my favorite scenes in the show because of how well it's done, right? Is you see, it turns out it's Billy Butcher's car run through the front of the store, hits this it's invisible guy, yeah, and you see just shelves get knocked in in like half and fall over, and then you see as if a, like a, a human that you could see is hitting these things and then hit the wall, right? And the, the CGI is just really cool i don't know how they do it but you know i thought it looked awesome because it's like For a domino sure. effect it's like bam 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 and then the wall right and um yeah billy's here to save the day yeah he tells huey hey i've get got him here get out of here get out of here which at this point i'm kind of thinking okay w- was this whole situation planned was he just using huey to get to this point where he could fight translucent was the bug even real? Because when you look at it, it looks like a pog. Yeah. It looks like it's a little coin yeah. with, a, with an adhesive end on it. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, was was he just using Huey as bait, essentially, to get to this point? 
Right. I don't know. I don't know if they reveal it later, but that's what it kind of seemed like. Right. Um. But so Huey, he's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Good call. I'm leaving. You know, and he's going out like the back door of the store. Um. But he kind of pauses for a moment. He does. And while he's pausing and thinking, we get Billy Butcher fighting, which is cool because he won as a crowbar and he's ready to freaking go to town. Yeah. And he's talking shit on this superhero. Like, right. But he can't see him, obviously. And he's getting his ass whooped. Oh, yeah. He's getting his ass whooped, but he's not like Karen. He's just fighting. And at one point, um, you can see there's he's got, he's got blood coming out of his mouth. He's getting beat the heck up. And he tries to swing a punch and his right arm gets grabbed. And then he tries to swing a left punch and his left arm gets grabbed. And then you see him smile. I'm like, oh, he's going to headbutt him because obviously he knows he's right in front of him. Right, right. That is not what he does. He spits blood on his towards the right, and you see uh, – or maybe it's towards – No, he spits face. it right in his face. Right in his face. So now yeah. you see the outline of the translucent face. And as they keep fighting um, – He, he keeps spitting blood on him yeah, so he can see right more hand, of him. Left hand so he can now dodge the swings. And now all of a sudden – It's a little, a little bit more fair of a fight. Pretty fair fight. Now, translucent, obviously a superhero. Yeah. Obviously probably has some more training – um, but then also he's just he's he's tough. He's got that um, that skin that allows him to be translucent is also more durable. Yeah. yeah, it's unbreakable, I guess. Yeah. Um. So he, the, the the even though Billy's landing some blows now, not really doing it. a whole lot. To yeah. Him. I mean, he just got hit by a car and got up and, and was and, fighting and, and is fighting and squaring. So up. he's yeah. So he's super durable, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fight continues. Billy gets knocked down and. At that point, it, it seems like Translucent's probably about to like deliver a final blow, maybe. Um, and the my favorite part about Billy in this moment is that he's he, even though he's getting the the shit beat out of him, talking shit. Even though he's about to probably get killed, yeah, he's talking shit yeah. to the bitter end. And he says a line where he's like, "You know, your name doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Translucent doesn't even mean invisible. It means semi-transparent." <laughs> yeah, which is fitting at that point because Billy's on the floor and he sees through translucent that Huey has now re-entered the scene. Yeah. He's like army crawling out of back, back into door. the store. Yeah. And he gets to the wall where the TVs were. Um there's an open cable wire or electric wire. Right. Just sitting there. And it's, it's sparking a little bit. Yeah. To let you know that like, hey it's live, right? Yeah. Um and he starts to grab it and pull it <laughs> towards translucent. Because he wants to electrocute him. But it doesn't go too far. Right, yeah. Very short cord. So it kind of like, turns into like, this really happy moment. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, he's he's screwed. Yeah, you thought he's about to save the day, but he didn't. Then turns around because Billy kind of makes a face or something and sees him. And he's, like, getting ready to go mess up uh, Huey. And Billy kicks him. and Pushes him just far enough. That the electrical cord hits him right in the butt cheek. Yeah, you start to see like the outline of his body as it's getting electrocuted. Yeah, and like you see like, the butt cheeks yeah, there, yeah. and I'm like, there is mad nudity in the show, <laughs> which I shouldn't have been surprised because like at the beginning when they show like adult content, adult language, or whatever, nudity right there. It, I just didn't expect this it's much extreme nudity. sexual content or something like that is one of the terms they use. Yeah, yeah, because there's at this point there's um a, 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 a essentially like a, a rape, pretty much. Mm-hmm. A forced sexual encounter, a an sex orgy. club. Yeah, basically an orgy. With, yeah. yeah, with essentially an orgy, and now this invisible naked guy. Which you've seen him fully nude earlier in the show, right? As well, it's just the whole thing for for almost no reason, but it's there. Yeah, um, yeah, he electrocutes him. Turns out that the body uh, that he has, the material it's made out of, it's like mentioned on Jimmy Fallon earlier in the show, and Huey knows that it it's some carbon, carbon material, and he's like. 
oh, well, you know, shot electricity him. or whatever. Right. And he yeah. shocks him. Um, him well, kill. They think they kill him. Yeah, they kill him. And he was just like, whoa, whoa what's going on? And uh, Billy's just like, okay, well, we got to get rid of this body. You start to hear like sirens going on, police yeah. sirens. And he was like, whoa, well, I mean, you're he an attacked- FBI. You're an FBI guy. <laughs> like, we're good. Yeah. This guy attacked us. You're FBI. Talk to talk to the cops. We're fine. And that's when Billy pretty much reveals like he's not actually an FBI agent. No. And I think Hugh even goes, then who are you? Right. And that's kind of how the show ends. They're getting ready to put Carrie Lucian in the trunk. One 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 last scene after. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is important and pivotal, in my opinion, to one of the characters here. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he says, who are you? Cuts to the next scene. Um. Now, I want to preface this. We forgot to mention earlier when Madeline and the mayor of Baltimore were initially meeting at the Vaught headquarters, she gives him a signed picture of Homelander. Yeah. The next scene, the ending scene of the show here, then um, it focuses in on uh, an airplane where you see the mayor and his son and his staff, and whatever the kids admiring this signed picture of, of Homelander. Yeah. And. um plane gets a little turbulent which if you've ever been on a plane before it happens. um it happens you know it's not uncommon sometimes turbulence can be pretty rough sometimes it's just a little like a little bump in the road if you're like on a bus yeah you know um the kid's kind of scared maybe it's his first flight i don't know but the mayor's like it's just a little turbulent we're good yeah we're good um but then there's some more turbulence and the kid gets scared again he's kind of shaken up he starts to look out the window and he sees something. He's like squinting, looking out the window. And then he kind of like gets a little excited. Mm-hmm. And he goes to his dad. He's like, dad, what's he doing out there? And they pan over and you see Homelander's just flying next to the plane. Yeah. And, and the mayor's, the mayor's like, what's yeah, he, what is he doing? Yeah, he's there? surprised. He's like, and maybe, you know, the, maybe you're thinking initially like, oh, he's just giving him like an escort or something like that. You know, whatever. Not the case. Mm-mm. Um. They they go out and you can see kind of the reflection of of Homelander in the window. So they're looking into the plane, looking at the kid. The reflection is there. You see the silhouette of like Homelander flying, and then you see his eyes start to glow. Yep. And then he just obliterates the plane. Splits it right in half. Laser vision cuts the plane in half. It goes down. Yeah. And I think this is like you end said, of the show. Very important because well, to this point, everyone thinks Homelander's like this, you know, Jesus god-like dude yeah. who's perfect and doesn't do anything wrong when clearly he's okay with just murdering people not only that a kid right right a kid who admires him by the way yeah yeah and he just straight up just whoosh, murders him done yep. the whole plane goes down that's the end of the show they they go back to homelander and he's just kind of floating there in the air just like did what uh, i had to do yep all right it's over yeah and yeah, it flashes and the show's over. And that's it. Goes to the credits. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's not a saint. Clearly not. <laughs> clearly not. Um, I mean, the, the, the show was great the whole way through. Um, it's It definitely has parts that hook you. It has some hills and valleys, which I think a show like this kind of needs. You know, you don't want to be just on a, an uphill adrenaline rush the whole time. Parts of it were a little predictable, in my opinion. But overall, still a good show. Still a good show. Great for a first episode. If you had to say your favorite part of the entire show, what would you say? Honestly, I think it has to be that fight with Translucent. 
Okay. Um, just because one, when it starts, like I said, the CGI is pretty cool, and it you see him going through everything in the building. But then it's like you realize Billy Butcher doesn't quit. You know, he, he right. He has all the confidence in himself, even though he's fighting a superhero, and he finds yeah, a way. Yeah, he's just a regular dude. Yeah, and again, CGI for the fight's great, but it's also like he finds a way. He spits blood. He does all this stuff, and you kind of see again another moment where Huey's like, "Stop being a little bitch here, right?" And help out. So that's probably my favorite part. Okay, nice. And the music during that was great. Well, so my favorite part of the whole show was the music throughout the episode. Like, not just the stuff that they wrote for the show that, you know, they, the, the fanfares of the superheroes and everything, but even, like, the licensed music that they had throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the the music that they have at the ending credits there, uh, it's an um, Iggy Pop song. Um, the, the music throughout the whole thing was awesome. Every Every licensed piece of music they had kind of fit the moment yeah. really really well i think you're gonna like the music throughout the whole show okay yeah I think all right it's gonna be your thing for this for sure so on the flip side of that what would you say if you have one what was your least favorite part of the show least favorite part of the show it sucks because i like the actor but huey's dad and i know we didn't touch on it too much right but you only had a few scenes with him and the one scene he makes it awkward right after robin's funeral he's kind of acting act he says, oh, it was great food there. Yeah. You yeah. Know? He's not really concerned for Huey's feelings. No. And then there's two parts where I, I hate. One, he tells, like, Huey's starting to, like, figure out, like, maybe we can find a way to fight this. Right. I just need to sign off from Robin's parents and a couple other things. And he's like, you don't have the fight. Neither do I. So he's, like, telling Huey, you, you're a little bitch. Again, he's, like, this yeah. Huey's, like, thing he's trying to fight against being. When well, you kind of get the sense, then, of where Huey gets his lack of confidence from. Yeah. 100%. I mean chances i don't i forget what happens to his, his mom but it's like probably left <laughs> you know what i mean and um the other thing i hate that he said is he goes take the money it'll be good it's a lot of money for us he didn't say it's a lot of money for you to huey he said right. a lot of money for us so i know we didn't touch on it this episode but there were small things in this episode about the dad that like well done as a show but i just disliked because i hate it honestly every scene he was in i just got mad yeah because the way he just carried himself and did everything which Solid acting, but I just hated the character. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I would say my least favorite thing is, you know, I'm almost getting a, a Game of Thronesy type vibe that, um, and it's, I, I don't even want to say it's a bad thing about the show necessarily, but it doesn't seem like there's any good people, like, right. anywhere. Um, you know, the superheroes, from what we're seeing, are, for the most part, clearly all... Maybe not evil, but bad people. Right, yeah. Um, you know, Vought, the company, obviously bad people there. Yeah. They're okay with just, like, offing people, politicians, you know, using people, paying people off for stuff. Um, Billy, yes, he's a good guy, but he's, like, doing bad things to accomplish right. good good stuff. You know, so even he's kind of tainted. And even to a, a small extent, in my opinion, Huey, like, he's not all good. Like, he's he also was in on doing some bad stuff yes for a good cause but it's like yeah is anyone like good like there's no truly good person the only person that's even like close is starlight mm-hmm. she hasn't done anything bad yet she's had bad stuff done to her she's the only one that's kind of like a glimmer of hope yeah um you know so i'm kind of just like is anyone good in this show you know and obviously we'll, we'll find out later but um yeah i can get that yeah um, so we want to hit everybody with uh, what we're calling small screen scoop. 
Ah, yes. Um, so we're going to hit you, you know, some fun facts, maybe some details that you might have missed, some interesting things about this episode and or the show in general. Um, so th- the first one I've got here is regarding the opening scene with the armored car. Um, the the CGI, like we mentioned earlier in that, is amazing. Crazy visuals um, and the shooting of it, just this one scene, which, you know, lasted, you know, a couple of minutes, if that, um, took them three days to shoot it. Insane. So you're thinking, okay, you're spending eight, 10, 12 hours a day shooting, if not more. Yeah. And they're doing all that over three days for one scene that was a couple of minutes. Um, not to mention then afterwards, months and months of editing, all that CGI. Oh, yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. Um, touching on Huey's dad. Uh, you had mentioned, you know, you like the actor. Huey's dad is played by Simon Pegg, which if you don't know him, he's from a bunch of stuff. Shaun of the Dead, Star Trek, um, Hot Fuzz. Uh, great actor. Generally speaking, a comedic actor yeah. for the most part. Very lighthearted guy. For the most part, always plays like a good guy, a good person. You know, not so much here. Um, fun fact about Simon Pegg. He was the original inspiration for the character Huey in the comics, or at least his likeness. Right. When the boys' comics were being drawn, the person who was drawing Huey drew him like Simon Pegg. That's pretty cool. So it's kind of cool to have that They're connection, that, that full circle. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? So this is kind of just a, a fun fact or a little tidbit, an Easter egg, if you will, from the scene that Huey was talking with his dad about taking the payoff from Vaught. Um, they're arguing, whatever, blah, blah. And, and the whole time, Huey's dad is watching a show on the TV. And at the end of it, when they end the argument, you know, whatever, Huey's dad is like, you know, just come on, sit down. Let's let's watch TV here. Remington Steel is on. Um, I, I don't really know much about Remington Steel. I know it's an old show that, that was uh, starring Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Um, but... The show that's actually on the TV is not Remington Steel. Like Remington Steel is a real show, and the show that Hughes' dad is watching is also a real show. But the show that is his dad is watching is actually T.J. Hooker, which is an old cop drama from the '80s starring William Shatner. <laughs> so that's just kind of weird that they. I don't know if that was on purpose that they named the show. Or it was a mistake, right? Yeah, or if it was a mistake. But then also kind of like maybe it was real because they have that connection with William Shatner, Star Trek. Uh, uh, Simon Pegg, Star Trek. I, oh, I don't yeah. know. Okay. Um, this was probably my favorite little small screen scoop of the entire show. So at one point we mentioned that Huey listens to like soft music, James Taylor, Billy Joel, Simon and Garfunkel, um, all very similar, all very kind of easy listening for the most part. Great artists, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. I love James Taylor, Simon and Garfunkel, and Billy Joel. Garfunkel, sorry, and Billy Joel. Um, But if you're looking closely at what Huey is wearing throughout the show, he's wearing shirts, band shirts, but not for his favorite artists. At one point, he's wearing um, a Nirvana shirt. Hmm. And another point, he's wearing uh, the Ramones, a shirt for the Ramones. So you have like what, grunge and- And pop punk. And and punk. A punk. Punk, Original punk, yeah. Yeah. Um, Very much not like- 
the the music that he listens to. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I think that is on purpose and there's an importance to it. For sure. There probably is. There probably is. Um, And then the last thing I've got is Translucent is not actually uh, an original character from the comics. He was written into the show by Eric Kripke. Yeah. Um, So if you were somebody who watched the show after having read the comics and you're wondering, well, who's this guy? Where's he from? That's that's where he's from. They they wrote him into the show. He wasn't part of the original comic, but still a cool character. Oh yeah. So that's all we've got for the first episode here. Um, pretty in depth uh, episode to start the show off. Yeah. Got a lot of new characters. Got a lot of um, background on a few of them. I'm excited to see what comes next and to get more yeah. on the characters we've met. I think um, the next I'm assuming we're going to get more more characters. Obviously, you get some more characters next episode. You meet probably. Probably my favorite character. Okay. Yeah. So I'm interested to see then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know what you thought about the show. Um, join us in our discussion on Facebook. Find us on Facebook, uh, Small Screen Couch Commentary. Join us in our Facebook group, Small Screen Couch Commentary Podcast. Uh, we want to start building a community here yep. of people who are going to be watching this show um, as we're releasing episodes. Uh, as well as when the newest season comes out, we want to be talking about it, getting your take on things. Yeah. Um, you could either do what I'm doing, rewatching it along with us, and kind of or watching your, it for the first time, or watching it for the first time. Yeah. And kind of talking along with us, we can all kind of share our thoughts on that. But also check us out on uh, TikTok and on YouTube as well. We're going to be uploading some clips from the podcast of some uh, cool moments. Maybe we'll we'll do some other stuff on the TikToks as well. Um, and I'm hoping we're going to, yeah, youngish, youngish. Uh, and I'm hoping we'll be able to upload full episodes of the podcast on YouTube. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. We want to start to engage with you guys. Uh, we want to start getting recommendations from you on other shows to watch for future episodes. Um, we're going to try and start, you know, with the boys here and branch out into other shows as we get caught up with this. Um, maybe we'll just do some fun little quick hits. On some TV shows. Quick hitters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But check us out. Uh, Subscribe to us on your favorite area where you catch podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, iHeart, whatever it is. Um, And if you don't mind, give us a a, a little review. Let us know what you think of this first episode. Continue to engage with us. Let us know what you think of future episodes. You pretty much hit every nail on the head on that one, buddy. I try to, to, you know, hit all the boxes. I think you checked them all. I sure did. Way to go. But yeah, thanks for joining us on this first episode of the Small Screen Couch Commentary, The Boys. And we will see you next week. Uh, Episodes drop every Sunday, so tune back in. Um, We are hoping by the time you were listening to this, we've actually got the first two episodes out. Um, And Kind of like The Boys. Yeah. Look at that. And then just continue to listen from there. All righty, folks. We'll see you. Peace.